Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks this morning as we continue on in Psalm number 86, starting at verse 8 today on this Wednesday morning. And uh, it's great to be with my dear friend, Stephanie Wesco. Stephanie, what's going on? Well, good morning, Doug. Um, I'm doing well, and I'm excited um, to be delving into the second part of Psalm 86 today. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like Psalm 86. I like what we saw from David where he comes out and he's just trusting completely in God. He's just accepting, uh, trusting. He's saying, I'm I'm your servant. Uh, I'm a poor guy. I'm a needy guy. Speaking of his spirit, uh, I need your help. I can't make it without you. That's an example for us. And so we've been doing this knucklehead, this knuckleheaded segment where you might be a Mm -hmm. knucklehead if, and we've changed things around today. And now we're getting to the point where you might be. What did we call this segment, Stephanie? You might be right with God. Yes. Okay. So here's today. So, yeah. yeah. So you might be right with God if you woke up this morning and prayed and took some time to study your Bible, or that's what you're starting right here by listening to this podcast. So we're pretty excited about that. So be right with God this morning. And uh, so a lot of you guys are always asking what's going on with Stephanie. Stephanie's doing well on the health side wanted to update you after having the leg surgery. She did so well that I'm having the same surgery on my left leg on Monday at 3.30. But uh, just want to <laughs> share that with you. And as we continue yeah. on helping our veins in a quest to have some younger feeling legs. So, Stephanie, as we went through Psalm 86, a couple of the things that you said is we can't, basically you said, we can't be a knucklehead or we can't be a bad person or we can't be a narcissist and have a good relationship with God. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's, yeah. Yeah, I'm very adamant about that. Um, I think when I think um, of situations that I've lived through personally that involve narcissists, they were modern day Pharisees. And, um, you know, they wanted control, they wanted preeminence, they wanted to be worshiped and followed unquestioningly. And um, they demanded worship. That's the bottom line. And, you know, if there's someone, any human that demands to people to follow them unquestioningly, without reservation, without hesitation, without ever questioning any of their decisions, there's a problem there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Jesus had some very strong words and adjectives for the Pharisees. And the Pharisees were just the narcissists of Jesus' day, just point blank, the religious narcissists. And you cannot have a real relationship with God um, and be that way. I think of Nicodemus and think of how um, I don't think Nicodemus was ever at the point of most of the Pharisees because he came out and sought Jesus and and was searching for the truth. Yeah. And 
Um, there was a humility in him that was lacking from many. You know, him and Joseph of Arimathea were two men who chose to to be willing to buy the truth and sell it not, so to speak. Um, but but most of the, the Pharisees of Jesus' day did not have the heart of David. They had the heart of pride and arrogancy that drove them to the point of murdering the Son of God. Mm. And, and man, I and uh, I was complicit in that my sin. But you're right. And mm. uh, but but here we are, Stephanie. And and that's the point I think we wanted to get out of that as an introduction to the second set of uh, verses in Psalm number 86. And and, and is this idea, folks? If if we're still a knucklehead, if we're still living in an area code that's not godly, uh, we're not bringing honor to God. That's the mm. bottom line. Uh, you know, you need to be living in a different place now. You serve a different God now. And mm. uh, your family should see a different husband or a different dad or a different wife or a different mom or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. We're not living there anymore. We don't live there anymore. And, uh, you know, there's nothing more godly than than even going. To, you know, one of the things I like, Stephanie, and I know I, I'm saying this to say that, but there's nothing more godly than being willing to go to somebody and say, help me, I want to be more godly. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's nothing more godly, there's nothing more Christ-like than going to somebody and saying, you know, I just don't know how to get through this. Would you help me? Or And, and you know, there's nothing more godlike. You were saying earlier in, uh, the uh, you know, two podcasts ago that, hey, you know, women want to hear from their husbands. They want to hear from people. They're, they're emotional folks, you know, and, and uh, so go out of your way to tell them what's going on. You know, that's godly stuff. That's going outside of our norm. That's breaking out of the box. That's making a difference. That's trusting God. And uh, so here we are. We're in Psalm number 86. We want to continue on breaking out of the box, being godly, trusting God, being a little different. And here's what the psalmist has to say. David, it says, among the gods, there is, in verse number 8 of Psalm 86, among the gods, there is none like unto thee, O Lord. Neither are there any works like unto thy works. All nations whom thou hast made shall come and worship before thee, O Lord, and shall glorify thy name. For thou art great and doest wondrous things, and thou art God alone. Teach me my way, O Lord. I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. I will praise thee, O Lord my God, with all my heart. I will glorify thy name forevermore. For great is thy mercy toward me, and thou hast delivered my soul from the lowest hell. O God, the proud are risen against me. The assemblies of of violent men have sought after my soul and have not set thee before them. But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and plentiness and mercy and truth. O turn unto me, and have mercy upon me. Give thy strength unto thy servant, and save thy son of thine handmaid. Show me a token for good, that they which hate me may see it and be ashamed, because thou, Lord, has helped me and comforted me. A lot going on there, Stephanie. He's coming out and you know he's 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 at a place here, and and I think in Psalm number eighty six, he's 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 thinking a lot. He's you know he he's coming out and he he's wanting God's. He knows God's character is unchanging. He's talking about how it's unchanging. He's talking about all these different things going on, and then he says that your glory. He's he's just 
incredibly complimenting God, making a difference. And I, I mean, what yeah. do you, what are you thinking, Stephanie? What do you think David is going through as he's talking about these things? Well, he's obviously, you know, as we learned from the beginning of Psalm 86, um, verse seven said in the day of my trouble, I will call upon thee. Um, in this section you just read, he talks about in verse 14, Oh God, the proud are risen against me. The assemblies of violent men have sought after my soul and have not set thee before them. David's dealing with people who obviously um, hate him, are out to hurt him, and they have no fear of God. And, um, you know, I think it's important that David, to, as we as we are in the midst of perhaps being attacked by people, um, are going through situations like that, as Joseph and Daniel and David and Noah and so many of our Bible heroes went through, um, remembering the greatness, the glory of God, his power, his magnificence. Um, and that's where David's focus is in verse 8, 9, 10, um, as he talks about how great God is. And verse 9 rem reminds me of Philippians, um, talking about how every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And um, remembering who God is brings peace even in the midst of a storm, remembering yeah. his grace, the power that he has. And in those first three verses, that's what I see David doing. I see him reminding himself and, and reminding God of God, this is who you are. Um, you're great. You're mighty. You're powerful. And, um, you know, and then that humility again of teach me thy way, O Lord, I will walk in thy truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. You know, it's, it's therapeutic. It's therapeutic as we pray. It's growing. It's, helpful to point out God's character and, uh, and how it's unchanging and how it makes a difference in our life. And, 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 and you know, there's, there's some greatness to that. You know, we can sit around, we can do the God is good, God is great, bless this food so I can stuff my face, you know, or, or we can sit around and talk about the characteristics of God. And, you know, when we pray, when we pray Bible, when we pray God's characteristics, when we look at these things, like David knows, they stick with you. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and we're no longer having this idle prayer, this idle time. We're no longer stuck in this thing of God is good. God is great. I remember when I used to play baseball, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Mother Mary, full of grace, four balls, take my base. It was actually a prayer I had. Now, first of all, no, you know, we don't pray to Mary. There's no one. Mary says, whatever Jesus tells you to do, just do it over there in John 2. Um, but, you know, we live in a world of repetitiousness. We live in a world of expedience. And, uh, and I'm telling you, it's a terrible thing where we replace a knowledge of God, sharing the character of God, learning about God. It's a terrible thing when we replace that with just a simple, repetitious, uh, God bless this, thank you, and move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and David's like, I want no part of this. I, yeah. you know, yeah. You know, God, you're great. Teach me thy way. O Lord, I will walk in truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. Yeah. You know, is, yeah. 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 Well, I think there's a sense in which, um, religion puts God in a ritualistic box. Yeah. Whether that's, quote-unquote, conservative religion or liberal religion. Um, either end of the spectrum puts God in a box that fits, our, fits a man's agenda. And true, a true relationship with God may not always be very predictable. 
it may not fit into a box because it's a walk of faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. And religion is walking by sight. It's walking by a list of man-made rules, whether it's on the conservative spectrum or the liberal spectrum. And God's God is a God that transcends all of that. And a walk with God transcends all of that. It's, it's about that relationship with him. And that is what true liberty in Christ looks like is a walk with God. That's all liberty, true Christian liberty is, is a walk with God. And that's what I think David's crying out for in 11 and 12 mm. is, Lord, teach me thy way. I'll walk in your truth. Unite my heart to fear thy name. And then um, verse 12, it's like that liberty to praise God with all of his heart and to glorify his name forevermore. And and if it's about a relationship with Christ that is where joy comes from. That's where peace comes from. That's where a smile and a spring in your step comes from is knowing that no matter what human knucklehead might be treating me like trash right now, I know the God of heaven and I can still praise his name. And as I draw closer to him, I have his promises to draw, you know, to draw close to me. And when that relationship is intact, um, so many other things do they still hurt? Yes. Is there still pain? Is there still baggage to deal with? Yes. We live in a sin-cursed world, but the focus is totally changed because then verse 15 becomes such a reality because then we know who God is even in the midst of our suffering. There it is. And, and, and folks, I, I know we go over this. I know we talk about this, but your relationship with God says everything on what you think God is or who God is and your willingness to point out these things and talk about things. Who is God to you? You know, mm -hmm. I think that should be on every ordination council in every church in America, anybody getting ordained, anybody teaching Sunday school, they should have to answer that question. Who is God to you? Is, mm -hmm. is God important enough to you uh, to do what David's doing here and just to go out to him and throw it all out there and say, God, I'm a worm. I'm nobody. I'm nothing. But these are yeah. the characteristics that you help me with. And, and, yeah. and, and, you know, as you covered that middle section of Psalm 86, and then, and, and, you know, then you come over here to 14, Stephanie, and a lot of things change. It says, oh, God, the proud are risen against me, and the assemblies of violent men have sought after my soul and have not set thee before them. But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and graciousness. And exactly what you just said is we don't know who those knuckleheads are, like Stephanie said. We don't know who's coming after you. We don't know who's messing with you. We don't know who's messing with your family. We don't know what's going on, but we know who can fix it. Yes, that's right. And, and, and we know who we should worship, and we know who we should pay a lot more attention to the guy who can get us out than the guy who's causing us the problems. Yeah. Yeah. And I think verse seven, I love verse 17. Um, and this is, you know, this is a prayer of David. Show me a token for good that they which hate me may see it and be ashamed because thou Lord has opened me and comforted me. And, you know, that's an inspired prayer. Yeah. And I think there's a sense in which sometimes, you know, if you have a person that's very introspective and go, well, I can't pray for God to help me because that's me being selfish and me just, you know, looking out for me and wanting relief. Well, David asked God for relief from his suffering. He asked God for relief from those workers of iniquity, from the violent men that sought after his soul. 
that's biblical to pray. That doesn't make you selfish or, you know, I think you're more selfish if you think, oh, I'm just going to get this through myself without help from God. Um, the Lord's looking for us. Um, he's our heavenly father and he wants to give, you know, Jesus talked about Matthew, him wanting to give good gifts to his children. And right here, David is crying out and saying, Lord, please show me a token for good. The purpose being that they which hate me may see it and be ashamed and see that it's God who's helping and comforting. And that's a biblical thing to pray. And, um, you know, just going through this today, it encourages me to that it's okay to go to the Lord and say, Lord, please, in whatever realm of life I'm suffering, would you give me a token for good? Would you give me a token that you're hearing my prayers and that you care about this need in my life? And, you know, we serve a God who loves us and who cares for us. And he wants us to come to him with that prayer of, of verse 17. Exactly. And, you know, you know, we can look at this relationship too. think about personal relationships, interpersonal relationships or the greatest relationship we'll have with, with that of our spouses. And I mean, when we, uh, when we meet somebody, we want to know everything about them. We want to keep on learning about them, you know, learn the idiosyncrasies, learn the great stuff, learn the good stuff. You know, we get married. We want to know more about them. We, we go out of our way as husbands and wives to make our husband and wife feel really good. You know, we want to get them the right coffee drink, feed them the right food, hang out together, go to the right places. We find out what are the good things to say, what are the bad things to say. We, I, so I guess what I'm saying, Stephanie, is we really go out of our way for our our spouses, for our friends. You know, when we start those friendships, those same kind of things, we go out of our way to mm -hmm. make sure we share the food they like, the drinks they like, what, whatever the case may be. You know, uh, mm -hmm. you know I'm a chai tea freak, so where do we stop when they, you know, you pick us up at the airport? We always stop at Starbucks and get chai tea. So we go out of our way to do those right things to make our friends, our spouses and stuff feel good. But somewhere along the way, Stephanie, we forgot that the, that the relationship with God goes two ways. It's mm -hmm. not just a help me, God, do this for me, God. It's a pointing out to God. It's, it's uh, uh, you know, it, it's, you know, your glory, God, it's going to prevail. You're doing these things. Your character is unchanging. It's a, it's the beginning of this talking about the security in God and the covenant and how much we love him and, so I think Psalm 86, I think as we wrap this bad boy and as we look at this, what do we get this? What do we walk away with? Well, listen, uh, God wants to have a type of relationship with us. We're worried about him. We're, we're mm. worried that we're meeting those things he needs from us. We worry about it with our spouses. We worry about it with our friends. We worry about it with our parents, whatever that interpersonal relationship should be. Well, how much more should we be worried with God? And yeah. how much more should we be looking for those things that bring honor and glory to God? And you just read it. I think Psalm 17, I, I, I'm sorry, I think Psalm 86, verse 17 is the stuff. Show me a token for good uh, that they will hate me, may see it, and be ashamed. Give me something, God, that when they look at me, they'll see you and be ashamed of what they're doing to me. That's kind of what I'm getting out of that. I know, that, I know that's the DIV, the Doug International version, which is no good. But, I mean, that's kind of what I'm walking away with. And uh, yeah. 30 seconds, Stephanie, what do you walk away with? Well, I walk away with, um, I think if there's any two verses in this psalm um, that I, my dad made a scripture song for 11 and 12 when I was a kid that we grew up singing. And I think that's the, that sums up, the, this, those two verses sum up the whole psalm. Teach me thy way, O Lord, I will walk in thy truth. 
Unite my heart to fear thy name. I will praise thee, O Lord, with my, my God, with all my heart, and I will glorify thy name forevermore. And that, that needs to be the heart cry of every single one of us. There it is, folks. Make that your heart cry. Listen, you serve a great God. Make sure he knows he's great to you. We hope, we, we hope, we pray, we pray before we come on that you're having a great day. Whatever it is today, whatever that besetting sin is, whatever that knucklehead is doing to you, give it to God right now. If there's anything we can do to help you, give us a call. We'd love to. Thank you and have a great day. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry visit us at woundedspirits.com.